Welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. This is your host, Russell Bruce, and the beautiful Janie Charlotte, as we continue to bring you more amazing content to all matters of the heart and soul as we awaken humanity to all things within. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Enjoy. All that they don't know how to do it to win this war is to know that you don't have to, you know, go by the creator. When you tap into your consciousness, exactly. I keep you distracted so you might go with it. Be in the most positive posture day and you're excited about your day, like charged up. Because what exists in you starts in the mind. You can't see the mental, spiritual realm and they're going to manifest in the physical. If they're using anything, we have to be unified. And just because somebody has, person is, is, is bringing love and compassion and light, you powerful. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie and welcome to a new episode. On today's podcast, we're talking about everything of mothers and womanhood and feminine energy and being a wife and everything that goes with being a woman. And joining me today is Tally Golan. Is that right? Last name, I said that right? Golan, yeah. Okay, okay. (laughs) So welcome to the podcast, Telly. It's a pleasure and thank you for joining me today. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So just introduce yourself. Let our listeners know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Okay. So I'm Tally. Um, thank you for having me today. I appreciate that. So I am actually, uh, I'm a lot of things. <laughs> But uh, I'm a nurse practitioner uh, at Piedmont, family nurse practitioner. That's what I do uh, as a full-time take big piece of my life, uh, taking care of the community. Uh, I'm a mother of two. I have two kids, uh, 12-year-old and 6-year-old, which is very challenging, and a husband, which is challenging too. <laughs> and... Um, I am from, originally I'm from Israel. I immigrated to United States uh, 17 years ago. Yeah, so um, that's where I'm from. Uh, but after so many years, you know, in United States, I definitely feel American as well. Um, that's kind of who I am. Yeah, so let's jump into it since we're talking everything about being a mom and a wife and balancing that, even with work, because you're a nurse practitioner. Um, how has motherhood changed you? Uh totally changed me <laughs> in many ways. Um, I think uh it surprised me in, in many ways. You know, we all have type of, uh, I guess, vision, what is to be uh, her mom. Uh, But like, for example, if before having kids, I used to be more perfectionist. Uh, Everything could be my way. I was was the one who could control what I do and how I do it. Now I have little people and a husband that I cannot control fully and they are not going to do everything like I want to do. So I've learned to kind of chill and understand that people do things differently um, in their own pace, their own way. 
and, and it's not a big deal. So even like as much as it sounds funny, but like if the closet is not like all the clothes are not straight up like it used to be. So before it used to be, oh my gosh, now it's like, okay, not the end of the world. It's yeah. okay. We can live with it. Um, so that's one big thing. And um, another thing, uh, I learned to chill because I'm a go-go person anyway. And uh, like, I wouldn't stop and watch TV. I, I always have something to do with like, go, go, go with, with my life. Never sit at home. Always something productive to do. And with my kids, I've learned that, you know, waking up in the morning and just laying down in bed and laughing, having breakfast, watching something not that serious, it's okay to do. And I really enjoy it. And I think it took, it took to have a kids, to the kids to understand it. That's a really, um, that's a good point because I think that we realize motherhood is one of those things that teach you that, but so many other things happen in life that real that make you realize that you are not in control. Correct. Even sometimes of yourself, even things that happen within yourself, you're not in control. Nope. That's yeah. true. That's good. So what is motherhood to you? What is that? Well, it's a big responsibility, huge mm. responsibility. That's something for for life. You um, think that responsibility is the this the secret from going from single to motherhood, or going from single without kids to having kids? Like responsibility is one of those. Big yeah, because it's responsibility to somebody else. It's not responsibility. I always was responsible, but. I mean, now I have people that I'm responsible for them. Um, that's the biggest thing. And, you, you know, nobody is perfect, but you're trying to show them the right way. So when they grow, they will be good citizens, <laughs> good people. And, um, and again, we can't be perfect. I mean, I'm not perfect. And I don't think there is no perfect parents. I mean, we want the best for our kids. But um, that's that's what motherhood did, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, I like that. Um, what do you wish you would have known before becoming a mom? Um, so it's really, I don't know if it's funny, but... I always like in my head when I thought about having kids, so um, people always fearing about, oh, when I have a baby, I don't know how to handle the baby. You know, they're so small and things like that. Um, and because I came from mother baby as a nurse, oh, I, been, I was working back then for years in this. So I kind of, I felt like, oh, that's going to be easy peasy for me. So in my head, that's the hard part of motherhood, like technically hard. And then after that, it's going to be fine. It's just, you know, the kids grow because I was responsible all the time and I didn't give hard time for my kids. But I didn't realize not everybody are like me. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So my kids, so going through the baby, you know, stage was easy for me. And then after that, when they grow and, you know, preteen and starting going to like, you know, well, elementary school. So it's like, okay, so we have now challenges that I didn't anticipate. And also like having two kids, 
two different personality, two different um, challenges. It, it's just, it's amazing. But I don't know why, for some reason, I never thought about it. Like, I thought it's just yeah. going to be okay. They're going to grow. Like maybe mother instincts just kick in. Like it just, it happens. It occurs and whatever comes, you just, you just, okay, this is a challenge. We'll get through it. I think there's yeah. some type of mother instincts that kick in that if you're presented with a challenge that you've never seen, like from work or in a textbook or anything like that, that it just kicks in and you deal with it. Yeah. The best we can, like I always say. Exactly. The best we know, the best we can. Exactly. What about being a wife? What do you wish you would have known before becoming a wife? Somebody would have told you, Tally, let me tell you this before becoming a wife. Well, I, you know, I mean, it, it's it's a job in a way, like, you know, of course, there are emotion and everything into it, but it's really like, especially when kids come into the table, it's um, like to make sure that certain things like you and your husband are on the same page. And because we, we're not always on the same page. And um, I, I mean, I knew that, you know, it could be, but I think I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it before. Uh, and now dealing a lot of time with things. Oh, I don't agree with you about this. I don't agree. Most of the things we do, but you know, uh, yeah. So, how to communicate and overcome those challenges? Uh, that's one thing that uh, I wish I knew. And also, it takes a lot. I mean, it takes a lot to find time to to invest in the relationship when you have kids because it's just like in a way a job, like. We want to make sure they're good and then we are second priority as a couple. Yeah, I I agree. I think like having time to nurture being a husband and a wife a lot of time before becoming mom and dad because it's two different roles and some people become the wife, the mom, all that all together. Yeah. It could be very, very, very overwhelming. So I agree too. So I think you and I had talked about this, how uh, more women are opting out of having kids and families. They just don't want to do yeah. it. What is your take about that? What, how do you feel about that? How do you think that will impact this world, society, generations to come? Well, I mean, I don't think it will impact um, society because we have enough people in the world i don't think we're going to suffer from <laughs> no people but um i mean one i'm very liberal and i understand you know we have to look at it like just like there is no perfect family you know uh, that's one thing i learned years ago in sociology and i really i remember it was engraved in my head there is no perfect family and it's true so you know same thing with like having a kids because you know kids is part of the family um and the society that we live right now is not like before and um i feel like before when people had pressure also to have kids because this was normal get married have kids 
now it's different. Like some people don't get married and have kids, you know, some people, I mean, I don't know if their gender is different, whatever. Like there are so many single parents, uh, all those type of family. So I feel like back then, a lot of people actually had pressure from society, from family to bring kids to the world. And they were not really ready for, for it. And then the kids get impacted by that. So it's not a bad thing that people are more open to talk about their feelings sometime like now and say, hey, I don't feel like I want kids because it's a lot of responsibility going back to where you asked me about what is motherhood, right? Right. And if you're not ready to take this responsibility, in a way, I respect your, um, your honesty. And uh, I mean, I don't think it's selfish. And even if somebody just don't feel like having kids and they're smart and educated and make a lot of money, that's fine. I mean, not everybody designed to it. Um, and, and the world today also, like money-wise, there is so much pressure. You need to provide your kids. You know, back then it was provide them love, food, some clothes, but not... 10 pair of shoes we had only one pair of shoes right and yeah. now it's like they want 10 pair of shoes they want all the brands they want the phone we were not born to this it was more simple and you feel the pressure from society to provide your kids those things you know mm -hmm. and like all the classes to go to this uh lessons and this lessons and, and it's time it's money so mm -hmm. if a person not ready for this I actually, I think it's okay. I respect them. Mm. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I think they that's can a be, good perspective. Yeah, yeah. They can be, they can, they, they, then usually like who I know from my personal, you know, um, circle is like, they're, they're very smart people, really educated. They do have the money, but some of them don't want this responsibility and I really respect them and they're great aunts, you know, exactly or uncle. so um yeah I think that's a good perspective like you said earlier going from single to mother is about responsibility and if you're not yeah. ready for that responsibility don't take it on no don't no, take it on I, I really think that's think so. that's so important and I like what you said like families look different families really yeah. look different now and and yeah. I could respect that too but I like that. I think if you're not ready for the responsibility, don't take it on. That's really good. So speaking in your own mom and your relationship with your own mother, uh, what are some things your mother did in raising you that you have not done in raising your own children? Okay, so it's gonna sound bad because it's like I'm saying something kind of like bad about my mom, but she was an amazing person. Yeah, I just I lost her. So. To... I think we could observe and take and leave things that but, we think... correct. So yeah, definitely. So I I mean I mean you know me, but people who you know listen to this now they don't know me. I'm very health conscious. Yeah. I mean also like in my role and uh, having a mom who smoked all her life three packs a day and uh, didn't care for what she was eating. And I mean, just living, she was living sedentary lifestyle. Uh, that's one thing that really bothers me. And I think in a way traumatized me to the fact that I'm the opposite, right? Um, but it's something that's very important to me at home that 
I wanted, I always want to make sure that my kids are not exposed to smoke and that they're eating healthy um, vegetables and fruits, you know, um, I mean, and again, I mean, everything in moderation is not that I'm not letting them eat other things, but basically the lifestyle in general um, is not the way that my mom, my parents didn't care what I ate, how many candies, how many candies yeah. I had. And I really don't say it in a way they didn't care for us. They really did. It's just, it was different time, you know. It was their generation. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just was different generation. So I guess being pregnant and smoking wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that um, I definitely didn't take over, you know, and pass it on. Actually, I cut it. Um, yeah. That, and another thing. Um, what I want to say, there was something else. That's one thing that I did. Oh, my mom, she used to like make me feel bad about things and kind of like she knows what's good for me. And I, I didn't like it as growing up because I was very independent. And I knew that even though I didn't always make the choices my parents wanted for me, I still made good choices that I was happy with, you know, it wasn't not, nothing that's going to hurt me or, you know, people around me. So, but they made me feel better about it. For example, you know, if I wanted to go, um, actually study nursing was okay. But even before, oh, you need to go and be a dentist. So you need this. And when mm. I said, no, it's like, it hurts them. And they made me feel bad. And mm. I don't do it with my kids. I let them, I let them choose, I let them explore, and I support them. Yeah. With what they so kind of letting go of some of that control, like you spoke Yeah, I mean, not just control. I'm very controlling, but it's it's more the guilt. I don't want to create mm. guilt in, the, in my kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's That's the guilt. That's a great observation. What are some things that you kept that your mom did and that you were like, I want to instill this in my own kids. Oh, a lot, a lot. Uh, lots of great value of loyalty. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, loyalty, no matter what. Um, you're gonna, My parents always been there for me. Uh, so that's one thing that I'm trying to give my uh, my kids and also being loyal in general to other people, be honest. Um, that's one thing. Uh, education was very important in my household. So uh, it's like, you don't have money, whatever. Education is number one thing. We have to invest in it. Uh, that I think I kind of took it. Um, and uh, what else? That's one thing. And how I'm going to say it. And the 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 security, yeah, the safety net. Like even me being responsible and working and everything, I always knew, and I still know, no matter what happened, I have a safety net. My family always going to be there to back me up, and that's something that I want my kids to know. And open relationship that you can talk about everything, because a lot of yeah. teenager and. You know, you sit in our office when we work too, a lot of teenagers come, they're not open up with their parents and then they get into trouble, you know. Um, and That's a good one. yeah, like now I have a teenager, I stress it 
all the time. Like no matter what it is, just come talk to me, you know? Yeah. And even with my little one, like yesterday, he came from school with a paper that he pushed somebody and he tried to defend himself. And I said, no, I want you to take a big breath and tell me the truth and take mm. responsibility. And he's only six. And because I'm not going to be mad at you as long as you tell me the truth. And then the whole story changed. And then I support you. So all of a sudden, he's like, okay, it was it was broken my thing. It, and then I pushed him, whatever. But I'm not going to do it. And I apologize. And I shouldn't do this. So I'm like, okay, fine. At least you say the truth. Exactly. You took accountability. And I'm not mad at you. And he's like, you're not mad at me? I said, no, because you were telling me the truth. Yeah. And so, I tell my yeah. son the same thing. Always tell the truth. And it doesn't matter who it is, including me, your dad, always tell the truth because I think yeah. being truthful in, in every moment is so important. I mean, it, it just, it does something to our soul on a deep level. It keeps Definitely. us, I think, in alignment with, yeah. with truth, we, with who we we're are. We're not holding in no, it's negativity. It's like something negative that stays in you. And Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I know your mom has transitioned. Um, you and I have had some conversation about that offline. Tell me how being a mom now, how has it changed versus when she was here, you know, living? How has it shifted for you? Um, you know what? I don't think it really shifted me. I think it shifted my, as much as, I, I mean, it's it's hard to lose the person. Like I, I mean, the, I in my feeling and my opinion is like the person who gave birth to me, the person who loved me the most, to support me no matter what, to cheered for me. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I've done, and she always was there for me. So she's gone. So that's really something hard to digest because now I'm a mother and I have kids and I cannot break down. So it didn't change me but it made me realize how strong I need to be yeah. uh, to That's my good. kids. You understand? I, I don't, totally. I mean, of course I knew, like, again, we're going back to responsibility and everything. I knew that as a mother all the time, but now losing my mom is, it made it, it just, just uh, made it more profound, you know, mm. that um, I, I, I can't break down. Because these kids, that's how they look at me. I'm the one who gave birth to them. You know, I'm the one who uh, who always there for them. They count on me. I'm the security net. I'm the security blanket. I, I can't just break down. I feel, so I feel that so deeply because I know exactly what you mean. It's like when your mom is here, you know, in the flesh, you can always pick up the phone, call her, something's going on. So you still have that safety net. When she's gone on, you know, you are it. You yeah. are it now. It was almost like that hat has been transferred to you completely. And you mm -hmm. are it. Like you said, you're going to be that for a long time for your kids, even as they become adults with their own children and they're going to pick up the phone and be like, mom, this is what's happening. And exactly. um, it made me realize how much I was prepared, how much my mom really prepared me on a deep level to handle it. Like 
I was unprepared. And I, I and I think I was grateful for that and a lot of gratitude nice. knowing that I was prepared to to be this now. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. All right. So, Tally, your native country is Israel. How is it being a woman in Israel how, compared to here in the U.S., um, the perception of women and, and what a woman is in Israel compared to here in the U.S.? Okay, so this is kind of a tricky question because it depends where you live. Um, because I'm, I'm kind of, like if to say secular, so I never really uh, raised in a very religious area. Uh, definitely in the religious community where they live like in little towns by themselves, it's totally different. Uh, you can see more control over the wife, uh, domestic violence sometimes, things in this matter. The women don't go to work. A lot of them, they need to be at home, be the housewife, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I never raised this way. Um, and I don't want to say most, but a lot of the people raised like me. Um, so we actually have a lot of freedom and opportunities to do what we want. Not like in the United States, because like in the United States, Israel is such a small country. So it's not like you have million university in the, yeah. in the country. I'm not even talking in the city, in the country. So like you have only few. So your options are not really there, but, but your... I mean, you have the ability to pursue whatever you want as a woman, as a man. And also like we go into the army uh, because it's a mandatory. So women go to the army too. Uh, and with the year, they let women to choose also role uh, that before they didn't like, for example, to be a pilot, uh, to more be like, you know, a fighter or parachute or things like that, that before they didn't let us. Um, so I actually also took a role that before just men used to do back then, like training new soldiers. So, I mean, I'm grateful for that, you know, because mm -hmm. um, I never felt I'm less. Yeah, yeah. I never, but but there is a global problem with the way, you know, society still perceive women and women still get paid less in a way everywhere. Yeah, it's, you know, that's statistic. But um, but for myself as Tali, I never felt less mm -hmm. all my life. Yeah. What do you think the perception is of women here in the U.S.? It's a hard As of late. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been like this up and down. Yeah. Um, well, it depends because you see, like if I if I ask in uh, like for example in Israel, so people are gonna say, oh. I mean, they, they look at America like something like people are rich and the housewives and things like that. But they don't know that there are a lot of hard people, that hardworking people, that women that go and work, you know, and um, things like that. So um, it's really hard to like put everybody under one umbrella. One blanket. Yeah, it as is. women, I really feel that it's not um, something that, I mean, it's it's too much stereotype because mm -hmm. I cannot even think in my head about stereotype about, about American woman like how mm -hmm. that is yeah because it's so vast it really is 
So you were raised in Israel. What's the differences in raising your kids in the U.S. that you experienced as a child being raised there? So again, Israel is a small country, very um, culture um, based, like uh, not even the Judaism, like more being even Israeli, Israeli. So um, I feel like here uh because israel is such a young country and it's like people built it from kind of scratch only 75 years ago so it's nothing it's a young country so we had a lot of things in common and this type of love to the country that you just leave it together with the neighbors and uh whoever is in your community and you're just together and i feel here people are more and and it's still like this like neighbors always know each other um you know the doors are open you go to the neighbor it's like very open you know nobody planned played it i was laughing when i moved here what is it plated like why do you need to plan it you just knock on your neighbor door and go and play so, so that's was like played it, and now that's I how I grew up. Like, no, you just went outside and you played with the kids that were outside, but it, it has become different. Yeah, but it's also right. It's also because of the timing. It's different everywhere. But yeah, but no, no play date, and uh, I feel like the relationship um, that I built with friends was stronger than what my kids built. But also, it's you know technology and all this social media the change so it's not just really like israel america but i have to say that in israel i was raised to be super independent whatever i could do from young age i i did it and i wanted to do it for myself and i feel that here a lot of parents just feeding their kids with the spoon until i don't know what age <laughs> you know i think sometimes i mean it's not good you need to let your kids you know uh experience life and build skills uh to be an adult yeah and i and i do think that this is an american thing i you know it i'm not saying everybody like this but i see it a lot that parents just feeding their kids with the spoon too much you know what i'm saying like just doing the work for them talking for themselves when they come to see us as patient right sometimes i'm like she can explain herself what's going on you know she's 14 15 and then you can add after like those type of things I um I had this conversation with my cousin actually yesterday and I I was just saying that I think the the younger generation they're a little bit weaker because they I think technology has crippled socialization uh, yeah. It's crippled the ability to speak out conflict. If you go outside and you and your friend aren't getting along, you figure out how to make it right, you know? Right. Or if we did that, my mom would come outside and take the toy from both of us until we both got it together, then we both could get it back. So I think it has crippled um, the younger generation in how to problem solve, to... Right be strong to step into that willpower and and to yeah. to just do it you know because you need to be able to put action into things yeah and I, I I know it's not really related but I, I'll tell you I actually heard it uh, on some um, but, uh, podcast from Israel they were talking about the education now versus how it used to be I never thought about it this way but it's right 
this, you know, how now everybody focus on science and math and all physics. So that's what is important in school and all the, you know, other uh, subjects like sociology and, and yeah, so this is kind of, yeah, it fades away, but then they don't understand. This is how you learn to, um, to think wide about the people around you, how, like, you know, how to appreciate other people, how to talk yes. to people, how to perceive and, you know, accept others. And th that's not important, apparently, these days. It's just like the messy thing. This, so that's also one thing. So, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not blaming for the young generation. Yeah. I mean, they just born into it. They, they genius in other ways. Tweeted. that's, true. that's yeah. true they're they're way more advanced in technology and science than we ever were right I think you just can't allow the pendulum to swing too far to left or to right it's like balance and everything right yeah. yeah so how do you honor your culture in raising your kids here in the here in the U.S. so honor your culture just with yourself and, and maintain that for yourself so it's definitely harder because in Israel, you're just being there. You feel it like the holidays. I, I can just explain it to you. Like, for example, here, Christmas, you know, our, everything is just out there. You feel it in the air. Yeah. So in Israel, every Jewish holiday, you feel it in the, air, in the air. It doesn't matter if you're religious or not. Like every Friday evening, like you just feel like you smell all the houses, everybody cleaning their house, getting ready for Shabbat. So it's it's in the air. Just like I told you, imagine it's like Christmas, right? Yeah. So that's how it's in Israel. Here, it's like, I go to the store, there is a little piece of like corner with some Hanukkah stuff. And it's like so funny because it's nothing. And everything yeah. is so expensive. But yeah, so um, I, I try to cook like, for example, traditional food uh, that my family and, you know, that they do, they make in Israel for certain holidays. And we try, we do it more, like I was saying before that I'm not religious, but we definitely do it more for family gathering to respect our heritage. So it is important to, yeah, you know, it's just, we don't go to the synagogue every day, you know, I mean, every Friday. So, uh, yeah, we definitely, you know, I light candles every Friday, um, Today's Friday. I actually bake challah today because um, yesterday I went to this Jewish event for somebody that is having a baby. So I took my daughter with me so she can learn. Um, yeah, so that's how I do it. Like, I mean, the holidays, I tell my kids stories about why we celebrated food, music. So um, we try to, to be engaged. Yeah. And are your kids really accepting of of the culture of how you do things on Friday do they like your daughter I know she's a teenager she's a little bit older is she really accepting and taking that on as her identity of who she is as part of who she is and like so, feel confident yeah. and feel really confident in being who she is actually really yes and yeah so yesterday me and her had the conversation coming back at night from this event because first uh let me tell, go, to, go to my son for a second. Yesterday, he brought home a flower. I don't have it here. I, I would show you. And he's only six-year-old, and he barely knows how to write. And they gave him a flower, and he had to write on each leaf something about himself. And apparently, he actually wrote Jewish on one of them, which I found it really amazing. Yes. Especially because he is African-American Jewish. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm not trying to push them to the gym. They really aware of who they are from both sides. Exactly. So it was actually very nice. He wrote nice. He wrote uh, he wrote Jewish. He wrote what he wrote sweet, I think. But it was very nice that he wrote it to your question. Yeah. Uh, it's just to show that he's aware of it. Yeah, and I think that's so important because I think even. Even generations before, it was a pressure to be one or the other or do this or that. And I, I think right. we're seeing that diversity is really becoming more and more and more apparent. And yeah. um, I think it's so important for kids who have a background that come from more than one culture like you, right? Jewish and African-American able to feel confident in their skin and and speak on both of it on both of those cultures and be confident in that and i think that's so yeah. important so my daughter in america right and my daughter on the other hand i'm going back to my daughter yesterday so you know she always come home and she says like that some people don't believe her she's jewish because she looks more african-american right and like to the point that she's telling me yesterday night she says some people literally tell me you're not jewish and she's like how come you're gonna tell me what am i you know so uh that's good and, she's strong yes. like her mom in, in that <laughs> Oh, she's very confident of who she is and she speak up about it. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. let's talk about balance a little bit because balance is like, I, that's my word. I think you could have yeah. everything in balance, in the right balance. You can do what you want in the right balance. You can be who you want in the right balance. How do you balance wife, mom, work, um, and then self-care, how do you balance that? Okay, so exactly, you said the answer, self-care. <laughs> well, I did realize uh, years ago, I realized that in order to balance mentally, physically, I have to take care of myself, you know, especially as new parents, usually it's like, oh, everything is them. I still have that in me. You know, if I go to the store, I'll buy everything they need and I forget to buy me what I needed. That's, mm -hmm. I still have that mom things that I forget about myself, but I make sure that I work out for myself because that's what brings me joy. And this is my sanity. This is my me time. So I don't skip it, you know, almost every day. This is me and nobody going to take it from me. Everybody knows that, you know. And I mean, they, they know because if I don't go, I'm not that nice. So they're like, go, <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, yes. it's, it's like going to the shrink, you know? Yeah, uh, so, exactly. so really like, that's one thing, but um, I also realized that like having, because it's hard to all the time, find time to go with your spouse. Um, it's important to have friends. Um, I grew up Going back to Israel with childhood friends that are still friends of my like sister until today, although they're in Israel, but she's still this type of connection. So even here, I have friends that I met through the years that we are very close to each other. And I really think it's important to have good friends, women friends in your life. Because, I, I mean, like I said, I don't have time to go with my husband, but he can watch the kids and I can go with my friend, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... So that's good. You need to do it sometime because um, it's just to release it and talk about things and have fun. 
you know, yeah. just have fun. So that's that's balance for me. I always I'm I always like to have good friends to yeah, to do stuff together and just clear the mind, you know. Yeah. What do you think is harder? Being a mom or a wife? <laughs> That's a good question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, being a mom or being a wife? Wow, you put me on the spot. Uh, I think being a wife. Mm. Because you're dealing with an adult. <laughs> ah. That's a good point. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Because you deal with it in the dark, like versus kids, you're still the boss, you know? Yeah. Are I you mean, expect kids not to know, right? Like they're they're five-year-old. You don't expect a five-year-old to know what a 21-year-old would know, right? Well, but even if my 13-year-old knows, still, I'm the mother. So at the end of the day, it will be my word over yeah. yours. But with yeah. the husband, it's different because we have yeah. two adults. Sometimes that are thought are clashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good one. So Tally, we I have only like two more questions and then we're gonna wrap up. Sure. Um at this moment, at the time of the podcast, what is the greatest matter of your heart? Like if you could just shout it out at the mountaintop to all of humanity, what is it that you hold deeply in your heart? In general, or as a mother? Just whatever. Whatever. In general, as a mother, whatever is real deep in your heart. Deep in my heart? Understand people in a way. Listen to people. Don't judge people. Really deep in my heart. Accept the diversity, the thing that people are different. Uh, people act different. I understand why they act the way they act. Yeah. Sometimes even if you don't like how they act, I think that when you really look deep into people, there is always a reason why they act either a good way or a bad way. And we we kind of quick to judge. Mm -hmm. So really, this is just be more open-minded and more accepting. Yeah. Why is that important to you? Because I think every all the, the hate and... Uh, and all the problem, I mean, between people start from that because we don't listen to each other. We don't try to understand each other. We're judging each other just by what you see, what you, how you look, what you dress, um, and, you know, how you speak. But there is a reason for the way. I agree. I agree. And then my last question is, is there a book that you could recommend to our listeners that maybe helped you or that you just enjoyed reading or whatever? It don't have to be on motherhood. It could be on anything, any book that you could recommend to our listeners. You should ask my daughter that. <laughs> she's the, she's a she's good the, reader. She's a yeah, she loves to read. Um. I, I'm more, I'm more into uh, like, medical books okay um, there's a book yeah um I don't really read a lot of books that it's about like stories you know yeah. um but um there is one book that really like I love uh it's uh it's called the man that thought that his wife is a hat I forgot mm. the it's an amazing book and actually you know how I talk about how we look at people 
and what's the name of it again uh the man that thought that his wife is a hit hit ah yeah okay yeah, yeah i forgot but he is a uh, neur um, neurologist and he basically wrote stories of his client with different neurology um defect diagnosis whatever you want to call it and how because of what they have how they perceive the world so i don't know maybe me coming also for mental health and mm -hmm. reading it and that's why i say you know we don't need to quick judge people like once we get into their head literally we exactly yeah we can understand better oh, yeah that's a good that's a good i might have to check that out myself um so tally how can our listeners reach you is there anything you want to share how people could reach you follow you connect with you um let everyone know how they can connect follow you um i think probably social media would be the best um my you can i mean just to say it i mean my instagram uh and they can you know message me from there um i really like to put out positive things you will never find negative stuff when my, when my car and wellness when my wellness. Yes, yes health and wellness definitely <laughs> yes recipe, healthy recipes and uh just tip of health uh i love it um uh, and i share it really from my heart um and it's usually simple i'm not trying to make every, it's very authentic like i don't really use you know all this crazy social media filters and stuff i just put yeah. it the way it is uh yeah so it's a uh, fit tally for all f-i-t-a-l-i number four and all a-l-l so they can they can look and if they have any questions or whatever they definitely can um send me a message and um yeah, that's it. That was nice. Awesome. Well, Tally, I appreciate you and um, happy Nurses Week to you and Thank happy you. Mother's Day weekend to you yes. as well. I thought this would have been a good podcast, especially this weekend. Uh, people are going to be out celebrating with their moms and even stepmoms or women that raise them that's not their biological moms. And I think it's important that we we show a lot of love and compassion and empathy to, to the world. I think that is a huge part of being a mother. Mothering yes. is about nurturing and it is about unconditional love. And sometimes that love is tough love. Is oh, yeah. about, I'm a big on tough love. I'm a about big keeping tough love. you in reality, like Tally said, telling you the truth, you know, and still accepting you for who you are, even though the choice may be completely different than what what I as a mother would want you to do. So I think it's so important to um for that energy to be out in the earth right now. And I think women, that is one of our our things, our that we do naturally and that we're good at. I think sometimes through pain and hurt, it's been covered, but if right. we could uncover it and keep it at the center, I think we could we could all help in making this world a better place. Like Tally said, that's non-judgmental, accepting of all people, you know, and just, just I don't know, just getting along with Let people. people be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I want to say one more thing. 
uh, for all the mothers out there matter to be really self-care and self-love is not selfish you need to you have to understand that if you take time for yourself if you take care of your body if you take care of your mental health if you take even 10 minutes for yourself a day is not selfish no yeah, i think you can that. only give from a full cup so if your cup exactly. is empty you can't give from that yep that's exactly so. Well, Tally, I appreciate you. Um, thank you so much. And this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. Please like, subscribe, and share. And we will we'll catch you at the next episode.